44, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to another Art House Rewind. I'm Matt. I'm Arliss. I'm Brian. And today we're here to break down all things film, art, and culture in Billings, Montana, particularly at Art House Cinema and Pub in the Babcock Theater. And this is our first 2024 episode, even though yeah. we're a few Sorry. days into 2024. <laughs> happy, happy New Year. It's, uh, and Happy New Year, yeah. and Merry Christmas, and Happy Holidays. Uh, we uh, got a little disrupted in our scheduling for... Holidays are weird. <laughs> holidays are weird. Uh, things blew up here in a good way at Art House. We had some really, 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 really busy yeah, days. I was mm-hmm. opening up presents and giving you popcorn at the same time. And so. it, you did great. <laughs> it was awesome. So... All that to say, uh, we're back. We're back into the swing of things. So, gentlemen, how were the holidays? They were great. Were they? They were great. They were busy. Yep. They were incredibly busy and even a little bit more busy. Yeah. Who, who knew them boys in the boat would be? Actually, Brian knew boat them boys. boys of the boat. Boat boys. Boat boys have been <laughs> yeah. keeping us afloat. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you haven't been following along at home, uh, Boys in the Boat is now our number one selling film at our art house location of all time. Of all time. Uh, and that was only after a few days. Yeah, like... <laughs> like 12 days in. <laughs> yeah, so it's been very popular, and we're so, so happy that it's do- doing so well. Other films we're playing are also doing well. It's not to yeah. say that everything else is bad, but uh, Boys in the Boat kind of rocked the boat, if you will. So, okay, no more puns, you guys. We're just going <laughs> to jump right into it. So here's what we're going to do today. Uh, first and foremost, uh, just because it's been so long since we've done a podcast, <laughs> Brian, you're going to share uh, three things that the are three coming. Things, yeah. uh, Brian's three things. And then we're going to share our top five things or uh, not things, films of 2023. Now that the year is wrapped, we're going to talk about what are our top five films. These are films that maybe we played at Art House, but because we were closed for so long, maybe some films that we experienced outside of Art House as well. So we're yeah. going to do that and share that and say why it is. So before we do it, Brian, what are the three things people need to know about? Uh, first and foremost, uh, we have a new film opening at Babcock this week. It is the musical version of Mean Girls. Uh, it opens this Friday, so if you enjoy Mean Girls and want to see a different musical take on that, uh, that hits the theater this Friday. Um, also, this week, um, starting on Wednesday, so it's actually this week, not the not the next week. So on the tenth, uh, we kick off our uh, Primal Cage series, um, four of Nicolas Cage's earliest films. Uh, we selected to. Highlight at the Babcock, those should be a lot of fun to check out. So this week we have Valley Girl, sort of his first big uh, starring role. You know, he do, he'd done other like small appearances in like Rumblefish and things like that, but uh, this was his first leading role. And then um, also I have at Art House, I am opening Monster. This is a new Japanese film. Um, it got a lot of praise uh, from critics. Um, it is not in the Oscar running, but still it is a highly accoladed film from the year that uh, I think we need to check out. So come see it on the big screen. Awesome. Those are great things, Brian. Those are three. Yeah, I loved it. All right. So we're jumping in. Our top five, we're going to start at number five, go around the circle, then four, go around the circle. And so on. So, Arliss, as your name starts with an A, and we are an alphabetically organized podcast, uh, it is now your turn. Arliss, what's your number one five? Nope, sorry. My first of my five lists. Yes, that's what I was going to say. What's number five for you? It's uh, Past Lives, which... uh, 
Right, you can describe the movie better than me. <laughs> I know you it. liked it too. <laughs> Way to sell it, Brian. Yes. Is it on your list? Yes. What number is it on your list? It's number one. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I was like, spoiler. Have him describe. Okay, it we'll get to, we'll get to it when Brian gets to share okay. his number one. All right. Then. Okay, so Brian, okay. what's your number five? Uh, my number five is Barbie. Ooh, Barbie, Ooh. the Greta Gerwig yep. movie. I'm sure most people have heard of it yep. by now, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think it, it did so much more than it needed to and is just one of the great films of the year that everyone's been talking about for good reason because it's uh, more than just a Barbie commercial. It is a well-thought-out uh, film from Greta Gerwig and just takes you on this great journey that, again, mm-hmm. like this didn't need to be as good as it is, but I'm so glad that it is because... Even our blockbusters can strive to be better than just two hours that you can eat popcorn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would. So, Barbie's my number four. Okay, That's my, also my number four. Oh, your number. Yeah. Oh, way to move the conversation. Oh, along. Sorry, I didn't like so, it as much as you guys. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I th- I think. Uh, so I'm gonna jump in because yeah. it was my number four. I th- yes, I think it so much could have gone wrong with this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm still very interested to see what the outcome of this movie is because at the end of the day, it's amazing because amazing people and yep. artists are a part of it. Barbie is great, yes. And yep. my five-year-old daughter would say Barbie's the most amazing thing ever, but it's not necessarily because of Barbie. It's because yep. of the artists involved that you yep. have this really, really great thing. It could have been an original film and it would like with generic yep. doll name in there, yep. or it could have been the uh, you know cabbage patch kids true, doll true. or yep. something. So it it was it, there was a couple things that didn't work as well for me. Otherwise it would have been much higher on my list. But at the end of the day, incredible, incredible film. Yes. Yeah. So uh, my number five is, uh, and it's because it's because it's my podcast. I can do this. It's a tie. <laughs> Barbie and no uh, four is Barbie. For oh, okay. Me. Uh, number five for me is Dream Scenario, which uh, we played right. here a few weeks ago. But it's tied with uh, Beyonce's Renaissance Live. Did any of you see Beyonce? No. Right? Okay. No. So um, I did not anticipate putting putting this on my top five, but. Um, so we went opening night. My wife got to see this tour live in person earlier this summer. So when Beyonce announced that it was happening, it was one of those like, we're going because it was amazing. It was like, okay, I guess we're going. Uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty great. It's, I mean, and I think for me, the reason it's so high up on the list is it was one of those going to the movies moments. Yeah. We didn't have it at any of our venues. So went to it uh, at IMAX at the AMC and... It was us and 10 other people, maybe, uh, but just everybody having a great time and everybody dancing along and just feeling like, yeah, there's there's a there's room in cinema in this experience for stuff like this. And the film itself, I mean, Beyonce is incredibly talented. I don't think you have to be the biggest fan in the world, but um, I know this is probably getting way too personal, but (laughs) I've never been a big fan of the Renaissance album. Other Beyonce things I liked more. And then I went and experienced this and I'm like, oh, I get it. It did do something for yeah. me artistically and emotionally that now I go back and I listen to that album. I'm like, man, this is a, this is a hot, hot answer to all my questions. Because I remember we had a discussion about this. And you're like, you need to go listen to Lemonade. Yeah, <laughs> so Lemonade was it for me. And I still think Lemonade is better. But uh, at the end of the day, this like woke me up to Renaissance in a way that uh, I was like, I'm, I'm in. So, yeah. um, did yeah. you see the Taylor Swift one too? I did not so see the Taylor Swift. So you can't compare. Okay. No, I cannot. 
I don't feel like okay. I need to. That's fine. Taylor's great. She's yeah. she won the year by all yeah. you know measures last year. So go yeah. good for her. That was just my own personal curiosity. Yeah. Of, oh, thanks. Right. Do you have any personal so questions for me? You didn't go. I'm waiting until I can see the extended one. Except <laughs> <laughs> so three hours, the full yeah. five hour experience. <laughs> all right. So that's my I did my number five and then my number four was Barbie. So Arliss moving on. What's your number four? Was Barbie? It was Barbie. Right. Do you have any comments you'd like to make on Barbie? Uh, that other, than, said. other than I walked out, I wasn't expecting to cry near the end of that movie. I was not <laughs> expecting that I'm Just Ken was going to be on my Spotify wrapped a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think And push. Yeah, yeah. Greta Gerwig, I think she's been, a, she's like stair-stepping in her career for mm-hmm. me personally because I thought Lady Bird was all right. Little Woman, I think that one, that one was good. I own it. I'm yeah. Blu-ray. Because I love what she did with that story there, and then she like topped herself so far, and yeah. so I'm super curious what she's doing with yeah. her next What's movie. Next? But and it's going to be uh, Chronicles of Narnia that yeah. she's directing next. <laughs> Is that what's yeah. happening yeah. next? I didn't see that. Oh wow! Yeah, if anybody signed I'm to in. do like two movies, I think. Wow, well, <laughs> for it. Well, so. good for her. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Number no. four, Brian. Your number four. My number four is Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. We opened Art House with it. It did well for us for a couple weeks there, yep. and uh, yeah, it's it. I mean, I know everyone talks about the runtime of it. I was all in on it. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed uh, <laughs> everything unwrapping. I know that's probably on both of yours as well. No, I still haven't seen it. You still haven't seen no, it. Man. I haven't seen it. It's I, it's not at Art House anymore. Yeah. And I would have to pay money sir. for it. You I'm to going to see money. it. Yeah. I'm going to see it, I promise. Okay. But uh, but yeah, I think it's easily one of the best films of the year. And like mm-hmm. I think I said when we opened that <gasps> Scorsese, even in his eighties, is still pumping out some of the best work of his career and uh, you know, Lily Gladstone was great in it, Leo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, like this was just a great ensemble piece. It was a great story and the way that they transformed it from the book was just all around it's it's a great piece of cinema that doesn't need to be tied to the book in order to be enjoyed because it did something different. So cool. So that was your number four, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So moving on, my number three uh, is this film that we have currently playing called Poor Things. So the reason it's three and not higher is I've only seen the first half. <laughs> so I didn't feel, but I really, well, really it's enjoyed it. It's his podcast. He can do this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Again, my rules, you guys. Uh, so no, we were watching it as a staff. Something came up. I needed to take care of it. So I had to step out. And then I asked Brian... Like after a half hour, yeah. I was like, did I miss too much or should I just wait and watch? And you're yeah. like, just wait and watch it. So yeah. anyways, I have not seen the last half, but uh, I, I love got another I week of it. So I'm, you got time to catch it where, still. Then I'd have to pay for it, as we've learned for <laughs> Killers of the Flower <laughs> Matt Run. hates pain for anything. Hate, hate pain for <laughs> movies. That's why we started this thing. No, I, I'm excited. I, I have to see it. It's going to happen. But I loved what I saw. And so for me, it, it was one of those... Uh, moments of like I just I want to document it it's definitely on my top five but right in the middle of the pack I felt like was the appropriate move with only seeing half of it so um, the, I, I can't speak to how it ends but I can tell how it starts yeah. how it starts mm-hmm. I mean the costuming the storytelling yeah. the acting the, the humor there's so much and it's weird and quirky and different and it's just like this is this is 
partly why I love cinema to be able to do all these different kinds of approaches to this art form that yeah. can hit you differently. So yeah, yeah, it Kay. is on my list as well. And yeah, I I won't make you spoil what number yet. Okay, okay, <laughs> Arliss, what's your number three? Bo is afraid. Oh. Uh, is my favorite Ari Aster film thus far, but it is a uh, nightmarish, anxiety-inducing, hilarious experience that uh, it's not higher because it is a long movie, and speaking of yep. run long times, it's just so that middle section is where it starts to yep. drag. Then it starts getting nuts again, in, in the attic especially. But... <laughs> it, <laughs> but like Joaquin Phoenix, like he did such a great job in this movie. Mm-hmm. And like I saw Napoleon, and then for me, it was like, oh no, Bo's Afraid is the better performance because yeah. he has a lot more to do than to be, than being, uh, I'm comparing yeah. performances to sure. Napoleon because yeah. for me, that just Golden Globes nominated him for Bo's Afraid um, over Napoleon. Over Napoleon, so. <laughs> all right. But, I like it. Yeah. Excellent pick. Yeah. When we had at the Babcock. Yeah, we had it at Babcock. Um, it is a, it is one of those out there ones for sure, and especially after the one-two punch of Hereditary and Midsummer, going into Bo is Afraid, it was it was an out there thing for a lot of people that I think is just so great that you know I know a twenty four kind of lost some money on it because it was an expensive production, but they kind of gave him... It was their most expensive production, too, just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... I know that that was a thing, but I, I... Even if it's not my favorite movie of the year, I always love when we see a creator be able to go out there and try something completely different, and it's it's something that you can't see like this is why movies exist is like this is something that you can't do in other mediums i feel mm-hmm. like that um uh, i really enjoyed this movie and i do think that over time it will get better reception than it did yep. now like i think i mean we've i mentioned it um to you earlier of how like i think under the silver lake is starting to get a little bit more recognition than it did on its release and i think this mm-hmm. one is going to be the same of like yeah, as people discover it over time it's going to be at least this had a better release than that movie did yeah it wasn't just <laughs> like let's just delay 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 and delay, then quietly and then, release yeah. <laughs> all right brian number three for you number three for me is anatomy of a fall mm-hmm. which uh yeah i i understand why it's getting the accolades it is i'm kind of surprised that uh france did not select it as their international selection for the oscars um they went with the taste of things which we'll probably have later in the year like february or march so um i can't speak to how it holds up against that one but anatomy of a fall is just one of those films that draws you in and you just are mesmerized by just watching how things unfold, how this tragedy kind of just stretches itself out over the months yeah. and all the different questioning oh, over a the, thing all that the like questioning and yeah. the court cases is like, it's probably one of the most like infuriated I felt yeah. in a movie, but not in a bad way, just because of just because it's a court case. So like yeah. of course like you're being accused you're being accused of doing something and then you're just like 
frustrated that yeah. they're just like trying to shove words in somebody's yeah. mouth just to make them and, guilty. And we and as like, the audience are just being presented with the facts as well. But the way that the, you know, they say that, well, there's no way this could happen. And you're like, but there is like, you can mm. see that it doesn't have to go the way they're saying that there's only one way this could have happened. And then them coming with presenting how it could have gone a different way. And yeah, it's so well done. And I, yeah, I was not expecting for it to be so high on my list, but it's just one that has stuck with me over the Yeah, months. it's just something you won't forget yeah. because you're still going to be wondering about, about that case after anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Okay, moving on. Number two. My number two uh, film of the year is uh, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Across. Across the Spider-Verse. Into is the first one. Yep. Yep. Across. Beyond is the third one. Yep. Okay, Across the Spider-Verse. That would be my second film, favorite film of the year. Uh, Full disclosure, first time I watched it, I liked it, didn't Mm -hmm. love it, and then later watched it with my kids, and that's when it moved to number two of just like... This is so well done, and just I, I, I just really, really loved it. The art style, the story, mm-hmm. uh, there's so much happening for that film and that series. It, it kind of makes me a little nervous for part three. Like, are you yeah. going to be able to land this plane? Because, man, this is, this is yeah. going really, really well. Do they well, even so. have a new release date for part two? I don't. I think they, they don't. They, have, they, they don't. Yeah. So, anyways, so that would be my number two. Yeah, and that's one that's still in my top ten currently. Cause okay. I yeah, mine well, I think... Yeah. It might be number six for me, yeah. So. And then for me, uh, I got to see it a couple times on the big screen, but my brother Royce put it on Netflix, and it felt so wrong to see it on that oh, small sure. screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's way yeah. different, yeah. yeah. And it the way that, you know, Into the Spider-Verse was such a explosion when it hit of, like, this is an art style we haven't seen mm-hmm. to a large scale like this. Uh, on the big screen, and then the way that across even upped that was mm-hmm. so incredible yeah, to see. It, it, they had all the chance in the world to drop the ball on the yeah. second one because they set the standard the first one, and they could have just hit repeat on the yeah. second one, and it would have been fine. But they, yeah. it feels like they upped the stakes on so many levels. Yep, yeah. like, this and is awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. Everyone that I keep saying, like, you got to check this out. They're like, yeah, I don't like superhero movies. It's like, I don't care. Just, you don't even need to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Just look at it. <laughs> Just <laughs> look. All right, let's your number Just, two. Uh, number two is Killers of Flower Moon. Oh, yeah, there it is. And I, I think in that episode, said everything I needed to say. Yeah. I'm glad that Scorsese was the one that got his hands on the source material because he did right by just from the from like the history element of it too and just even though I'm still surprised how that feeling I had of like Leo Leonardo DiCaprio's character being so stupid yeah. Yeah. in that movie and just you're not on his side but the frustration of like it's like how dumb can you be and mm-hmm. then just how like dumb people can get away with stuff because they were able to just do that to yep. indigenous people, especially mm-hmm. during this time. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's one that's going to stick with me for quite a while. So, well, I'm excited to check it out, yeah. but I'm not paying money for it. RLS. It shouldn't it be streaming on Apple by now uh, on the 12th for <laughs> the, the record. 12th. I know it's coming yeah. on the 12th. So yeah, I will, four days. Yeah. Oh, oh, why didn't we, we delay wanna... this recording? I, mean, I couldn't, I wouldn't look like such a fool, but all my friends, can you read the book in four days? I'll I'll give try, it to you. I guess. 
Brian, number two. Uh, number two for me is Poor Things. Okay. So we've talked about it. It's it's incredible. It's, again, one of those things that you can't really do in other mediums because it's so visual and so out there and quirky. And, uh, yeah, it's it's one that I keep saying, like, yeah, it's going to do well come award season. And everyone's like, no, it's too out there. And it's, it's doing it. Do yeah. well it's doing well during the award season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we already saw it won for uh, Best Musical or Comedy. Yeah, best so. Musical Comedy, Emma Stone won. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that will carry over into Oscar time that, you know, keep your eye out on this because, you know, we're, we're going to have it another week. So check it out at Art House uh, because it's one that, will be talked about for a while and love it yeah i'll get to watch it you'll get to finish it (laughs) (laughs) all right my number one speaking of oscar and awards season my number one film of the year that's the best time i had at the cinema the thing that made me think i love movies and want to keep doing this is oppenheimer oppenheimer yeah you knew it so this i uh yeah, I mean, I went into it um, a little biased as far as Christopher Nolan. I've enjoyed m- almost everything that he's done, and so was very, very excited for this film uh, when it was coming out. And I think for me, it's not only like the the actual experience of, of watching the movie and realizing this was three hours long, but it didn't feel like mm-hmm. three hours, similar to what you were talking about earlier, Brian. It took, it took a story that I, we all know how it's going to go, and I was still invested and interested and surprised at certain things. And um, like it, it just, it did everything that I wanted it to do. The acting is top notch. There's just some, I think, incredible sequences in it for sure. So at the end of the day, I walked out and I was like, yep, Christopher Nolan did it again for me. This is why I love movies. I liked that movie a lot. So Oppenheimer. Yeah. Arliss. You're number one before you say <laughs> something face. negative about Oppenheimer. <laughs> anyway, so I can let's go see back it to, in your let's eyes. Go back to poor things. It's my number one movie of <laughs> the year. There it is. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, things I have to say about this is I, at the end of the movie, I felt super satisfied with where we landed at the end. Not to be like, it, because it's, it's just someone like, just going through life and trial and error, and then at the end, just being like, "Oh, this is what I'm meant to do," like mm-hmm. figuring out what she what she meant to do. And I'm like, "It's like that's a nice message for a weird movie like this." Yep. And so, just made me felt I was like super satisfied with the experience overall. So, made it my favorite of the year. So, I love it. Yeah. Cool. And Brian, I already mentioned it's past that's lives, right. past lives, past lives. So Arliss and Brian, I have not seen Past Lives. It is on my to watch list at some point. So. What is Past yeah. Lives? Why is it your number one? Go. Uh, past Lives is a story of um, two friends growing up in Korea, mm-hmm. right? And they um, and she gets moved to the U.S. Uh, as a child, uh, and uh, him him and his family uh, stay home. But uh, the the connection is still there after what like fifteen years. Yep. They About. they end up reconnecting over Skype. Yeah, they, first they like find each other on Facebook. So, yeah. Like the, it was fun in the movie scene just like the I say older laptops but there's a little bit thicker and yeah. then just kind of hearing yeah. the like Those Skype early noise 2000s again and kind like of <laughs> laptops and that like, yeah, um but yeah, it's I mean it's just one of those stories of people that have a connection and despite 
time and distance, like that connection still remains into adulthood. And, you know, it's, it's slightly a romance, but it's also a bit of, you know, the, the potential of romance had things gone different, had, Mm -hmm. you know, in a past life, this would have been different. And, uh, yeah, I, I just enjoy that sort of story of people that, you know, have this connection regardless of other circumstances that this remains and just the way that they reach out and then lose touch and then reconnect over time is just, yeah. And then like, the characterizations in this movie is like so great when it comes yeah. to the writing because there's different motivations and that's kind of where the conflicts and the conversations pop up. Like, especially because we see them in two instances. That first time is reconnecting over online and then they have to come or they visit each other in like person like yeah. years later after that, yeah. like finally seeing each other in person since they were like a kid. And so it was, yeah, and just, like, the filmmaking stuff, too, of where uh, not having... Where we have, like, a character not understanding what they're saying in Korea, and it just... It, that characterization thing of, like, wondering whether or not they're, what they're talking about should have... is appropriate or not, and like, the kind of conversation they're having, but then just being the American is, like, you don't know what they're mm-hmm. saying... And as an audience member, we know what he what they're saying, but then you can see him like in the background, just being yeah. disappointed and just wanting to be like, "No, this is not what." <laughs> yeah. Oh, but no. yeah, it's loved it. It's so well done. First time director, mm-hmm. uh, Celine Song, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch this career moving forward, and I. I expect it will get some nominations. I don't know if it will get much wins because it's not a big flashy movie or by any means, but uh, it's certainly my favorite of the year. (laughs) Well, there you have it, everybody. One through five, our top favorites of 2023. We got a lot of stuff coming this year, so make sure Mm -hmm. to stay in tune uh, with this podcast and all the things, whether it's on our website or email newsletter um, we've just had some really, really great weeks and we're so excited by yep. all the support. I um, haven't had a chance to shout it out yet either, but, um, Art House Billings is on Letterboxd now. If oh. you are on Letterboxd, you can find us. A.H. Billings, uh, is our handle. And, um, I'm not only can you see archives of everything we've ever played, but also, um, you know, there's some lists of the top five of the year that, uh, you know, based on the numbers of attendees um, is up there. And um, I'm doing the weekly newsletter as a story on there as well. And also you can see our staff that also has letterboxed accounts in there. Click on mine or Arliss's and see our top Am of 2023. You don't have a letterboxed account. I do, he though. He does, but he doesn't use I it. I haven't used it in a long time. Well, you need like, to well, give me the to... credentials so I can add you. People will see all the movies I'm not watching. <laughs> not <laughs> not marking. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Our last so. thing was marked was like 2021. Okay, no, Arliss, I just <laughs> no. feel a little judged from that side of the room. So, Well, I'll add Matt and then oh, you can don't. see. See, now. <laughs> see, and then every time we come in and see Matt, hey, no. Have you logged anything recently? <laughs> no. 
Thanks, guys. This but has yeah, gone great. Come <laughs> join us there, connect, and see just how nerdy Arliss and I are right. and It'll all the movies we watch. that I saw Wonka three times. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he loved it. And it didn't make your top it five? Didn't it didn't top make five. my top five. <laughs> but he still loved it. It didn't even make the top ten, but I still saw it three times. So. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everybody. Hope you're doing well, and we hope to see you at the movies very, very soon. Have a great week. Bye. 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 Bye.